October 24th, 2018. It's a lot from Pedro's show.
Good sound on uh, from our end, though, right? Yeah, everything's great. Uh, Why for Pedro show? Uh, there was a little pilot air there, people. Happy Wednesday, brother Matt on, on yet another tour. So I'm here in my pad, Pedro, but I'm not totally man alone because through the wonders of the Estonian software Skype writers, I got a Christian Linden Michael of Dallas Acid on board. Hey. Welcome aboard. Good to be here, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Your record is bitching. I love it. Uh, Thanks, man. And it turned me on to some, you know, I've been on to this kind of stuff since I was a teenager. Claus Schulz, the guy who quit Tangerine Dream. I don't know if there were cats like that or Silver Apple or, yeah, Yeah. so uh, there's always been a place in my heart for this, Uh, even in a strange way, craft work, you know. But, yeah, yeah, maybe a little more beats with them, but whatever. It's, uh, I was just talking, I had Ray Barbie on the show and we were talking about Tonto. This oh, huge yeah. ass synth that people don't know is kind of the backbone of the three Stevie Wonder albums he made supposedly by himself. I mean, he, he played mainly everything, but he had these two English guys playing this synthesizer the size of a room. Yeah. And there's an yeah. album called uh, Expanding, uh, Incredible Expanding Headband or some shit like that. Yeah. Anyway, who wants to go first? We're going to get. Oh, oh I should say what we played. We played Exotica from John Coltrane. And then uh, Full Mood Serenade, and this is the collaboration you did, uh, Dallas Acid, along with Loraji and R.G. Oceanata. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, okay. uh, that was a really uh, great stroke of fortune. Uh, we were up in uh, New York. We had just finished a tour with uh, Dead Meadow at the end of uh, March, and uh, we had a show booked with uh, Loraji and uh, R.G. Oceananda, uh, who up to that point we had never met, and uh, we just really hit it off great at the show. Uh, we opened for them, and and it was just a really spectacular uh, time there at the National Sawdust in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the next day we uh, we decided to go into the studio and and just see what happened after you know six or eight hours of uh, just uh, messing around and. Uh, uh, we went in there, and Laraji just immediately uh, set everything up, and uh, just uh, you know started going for it on the electric zither, and uh, we just followed suit, uh, and uh, basically uh, you know compiled about you know forty minutes or so of uh, our favorite moments from that uh, from that session, and uh, and uh, Full Moon Serenade was one of those sort of at the end of the session, and, and Laraji was. Uh, uh, singing through the uh, pickup mic in his uh, in uh, in his zither, I, I believe. <laughs> now these, these these cats are older than me, even right? They're like in their seventies. Oh yeah, uh, they've uh, you know they've been doing it since uh, you know well since the uh, since the sixties anyway, and yeah, uh, you know uh just playing around New York and you know parks and subways uh, for years uh, before uh, you know Brian Eno. Sure. Uh, got him for that collaboration uh, that we all kind of know. Right. Kind of like a, a moon dog. Yeah, exactly. We've got people exactly. that are not appreciated in their time because they're too far yeah. ahead of their time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, we love those moon dog records. Yeah. So who wants to go first? We're going to talk about you guys' uh, journey through music. 
Well, well, should I go first? Yeah, we'll let Linda go first. Okay, Linda, what's your earliest <laughs> musical memory? Uh, sorry, I didn't hear that. What's your earliest musical memory? Uh, dancing. Dancing to classical music, probably. <laughs> and where was this at? In your house? Um, yeah, this is in Sweden where I grew up. I grew up in the north of Sweden. Okay, and so yeah. uh, the, 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 it's probably records you're dancing to, right? You didn't have an orchestra in there. I started like gymnastics at a very early age, and I kind of really just remember. Oh, you mean music at school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I was just really into ballet and gymnastics. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I know of a lot of people that I have memories of being a kid. Yeah. At home dancing, but you did it in school. Did Did you also do music in school, like choir or marching yeah, band or shit? Yeah, but I wasn't so into that music in school. No, it, you wanted to do music after school <laughs> most most of the time, <laughs> at least when you got a little older. What, what about your family? Did anybody play? Nobody played, no. But and were they listeners? Did they have good record collection? Uh, decent, yeah, absolutely. Can, can you remember the first record you bought yourself? The first record, I believe, was, I mean, a CD, obviously. Yeah, I, that's what I meant. Yeah, I think, I think it was one of the Metallica records. <laughs> All right. What about first gig that you went to and saw? It was sort of a, um, a medium-sized uh, Swedish like punk rock band um, that I went to see at this uh, music um organization that we had in my town that I just discovered, you know, and fell in love with the whole thing. Oh, so, wow. You mean yeah. just kind of local bands, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's okay. That's okay. I'm just curious. What, what about, like you were saying, you didn't like the school in the music. What about after school? Did you do the thing with the garage band or in the basement or the bedroom? Yeah, I had some bands, um, you know, we had this old female band that was called Lady Lords, and, you know, we were kind of inspired at that point of kind of some heavy metal stuff. And, you know, we were living in the north of Sweden, and it was kind of just what was around at the time. And what instruments did you get on? Uh, drums and electric guitar. Wow, drums. How, how, I'm curious, how'd you get on drums? Oh, the drummer just... Simply didn't want to play drums anymore, so you know it's kind of a classic. But they, but they already had the kit, right? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And uh, did you do it at home? Did your parents dig that? <laughs> no, no, we did it at her place. It was great. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm curious. So, so, and what's was drums and what else? Uh, electric guitar. Ah, okay. So guitar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about songwriting? Songwriting, yeah, I would, you know, I would write songs with my friend and, you know. No, no I'm, curi I'm curious about this because when me and D Boom were growing up, everybody copied yeah. off records. Nobody wrote songs in the 70s where we grew up until the movement. Right. So that's yeah. why I asked that question. I know it sounds stupid. Almost every person that's a little bit younger nowadays writes songs. But in my day, we didn't. We were assholes. So I asked yeah. that question. <laughs> So that's interesting. Okay, and, and so how'd you meet Christian Michael? 
Uh, we all met in New York not too, too long ago, but uh, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, maybe. That's longer than the whole yeah, history we, of the Minutemen. <laughs> we only we didn't even last six years, so that's kind of long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It all okay, yeah. okay, <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm, I'm just curious, and, and, and what, no, so so you had left Sweden for the U.S. What for music? Um. For everything, no, okay. no, no particular reason. Just wanted to move to New York at some point. Sure, <laughs> not, Stock not Stockholm. Not Stockholm. You didn't want to move to Stockholm. No, I didn't. <laughs> and uh, or Oslo. <laughs> no. <laughs> or Copenhagen. No, I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah, New York is a great magnet of people with ideas and energy. It just is. It's incredible that way. Uh, yeah. There's other towns like that too, but I would say that's the big daddy for that kind of stuff. It has that uh, really kind of special thing. It'd be impossible for Watt to live there, but I can understand the attraction that pulls people with energy and ideas. Uh, yeah. Uh, can we move on to, to, to Michael, my, my name? Hey, Michael. Yeah. What's your earliest musical uh, uh, recollection? Uh, probably. Driving, like, well, not driving, but riding in a car uh, with my parents, listening to music. They listen to the uh, car radio. You know, uh, not the radio. They had cassettes. Oh, okay. of, like, uh, you know, what, it's like that '80s country western music, like George Straits, and uh, I think that was Achy Breaky uh, Heart Time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bad haircuts, but uh, yeah. and definitely maybe yeah. not as good as Hank and stuff with some yeah. music. But I mean, that's where we were. Uh, what what part of the country were you in? Uh, Germany. Oh um, wow, you were in Germany. What part of Germany? Uh, Stuttgart. Okay, where they make Mercedes Benzes. Yeah, and Schwarzwald, uh, right? Some Black Forest. So so. Uh, Wow, uh, was your was your daddy military? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, when I first there used to be this country called West Germany. My first European gigs, half the tour would be in West Germany, and play in that part of the country. Now, of course, uh, the soldiers weren't allowed to fraternize, so they'd have to sneak to go to the punk show together. The officer enlisted man, but I met some situations like that. Uh, were your uh, were they just listeners, or did they play your parents? Uh, no, just listeners, and they ve did very little listening. Okay. It wasn't until I got into uh, breakdancing that music became something important to me. Okay, where was that, school? That, uh, that was at school in Germany, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting. Did they have a breakdance class? No, no, I just somehow stumbled across it with, you know, you constantly have new students moving in and, and away, and it was just this new thing that was coming out. No, no, I, I know uh, exactly, because I grew up, my pop was a sailor. So Navy okay. housing, yeah, we always had enough for 11-on-11 11 11 football game, okay? But you never knew these guys more than a few months, right? Yeah. So I remember Jim Brown Black and I'm proud. I remember the week that came out. It was at a birthday party. It was at Navy Housing. So, yeah, you get turned on to a lot of stuff 
that, that yeah. that's interesting. Uh, d- did you do music in school though? D- uh, I, you know, like a band, marching band, or shit like that, choir. No, it wasn't until I moved back to the states and moved to Texas uh, and got into skateboarding that uh, you know I got turned on to punk rock music. Yeah, and, and at that point. I think my parents were trying to get me to stop skateboarding, so they offered uh, to get me a guitar, ah. thinking that would get me out of uh, that crowd, and then it just kind of reinforced it, and now they're stuck with what I am now. <laughs> <laughs> Righteous. Do you remember the first record you bought yourself? Uh, Houdini. Oh, yeah. Self-talker. I remember him. Yeah. And... Uh, what about the first gig you went to? Uh, the first gig I went to was uh, it. Well, we put on punk shows at at our you know kind of city park in Copper's Cove. Yeah, so that was kind of the first show I went to. But an actual show, I think I. I went to go see uh, Social Distortion when they did that Mommy's Little Monster tour <laughs> in, uh, in Austin. We all loaded up in the back of my friend's little Nissan pickup truck and went up there for a skate adventure and then afterwards went to the show. <laughs> That's bitching. Uh, now, what about uh, you made bands uh, after school in the basement or bedroom garage thing? Yeah. And uh, did some of these bands play at the park where you guys put on gigs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Our first band, it was called Minority. And we, our drummer, who only had a broken skateboard truck and a couple board game boxes uh, for a drum set, and <laughs> he had a karaoke machine of his parents, so our singer sang through that. <laughs> and, and I had a little amp that I had watched this rock documentary about how uh, what was that band that did the uh, Born to be Wild well how they Steppenwolf Steppenwolf how they sliced the cones of their amplifiers to get distortion I didn't realize that a 15 watt amp doesn't push enough to get well it definitely gets distorted but it doesn't sound good that's Steppenwolf I've, I've, I've always always heard it was Link Ray who got credit for that Oh, but then well. I heard about Jeff Beck doing it. Yeah, maybe everybody did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like putting playing cards in the spokes of yeah. your bicycle. Okay. A pencil. <laughs> Look, uh, Christian, I want to get to you, but first I want to play uh, Soft Rave, okay? Yeah, go for it. Thank you. 
Ježa, policijski je sad, trgamo plakate, počeo je rat, vremena je još malo, cijeliti se znoj, a zidovi su čisti i osjeća se svoj.
going to see my man. Like Barbie dolls. Wake up, wake up, hold your life. They're out to chill, out to kill. Warzone. Warzone! It's Warzone! Guys stealing zillions gets away while we knock each other to make our day. Wake up! Wake up, hold your life. Wake up! They're out to chill, they're out to kill. Wars on! Wars on! Wars on! Wars on! Wars Don't make us laugh with your high-minded talk. But all you want from us is some pillow talk. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up! Hold your life. What's on?
help us. Help us. If you hear me, if you hear me, please help us.
Charles, uh, Bro Max Broad. Luckily, Max Broad disobeyed his wishes. Then we have his yeah, court. Exactly. <laughs> I guess Metamorphosis. He wanted that one out because it was already printed. But all the rest, like no trial, no uh, castle, no America. Yeah, I know that, yeah right? all that stuff would have been all lost. Yeah. Uh, we, we just heard uh, the start off that chunk of music there, Dallas Acid doing Soft Rave. Uh, brand new Taff Falco. Uh, album comes out next month. Sleepwalk. That's a little teaser, uh, instrumental. Shumsky uh, from Croatia with Zidovi, brand new. There's cats from uh, early 90s, I think. Whack Whack Kingdom out of Berlin with Pure Love. That's uh, She Gay. What's this uh, label called? Uh, Small But Hard. I like that. And King Champion Sounds out of Harlem. Memories Imagine. MB Jones, No Identity from Pusa. Yoko Ono, 85 years old, new album. Uh, the title track, Warzone. Keith Crystals with Fuck the Slow Mo. Petra Hayden, daughter, daughter Cho, Charlie with uh, God's Lonely Man. And finally, Indiscreet Music by Dallas Acid. And uh, we got Christian now, and it's his turn to tell us about his earliest musical recollection. Yeah, so I was thinking about this. You know, my first, probably earliest musical recollection is, you know, when your parents uh, put you to bed and you're you're in the room and you can hear you know all the the music on the on the speakers and the glasses clinking and everybody laughing and having a good time and and basically you know listening to my parents party after they put the put the kids to sleep and you know in in those days it was probably you know mostly I was hearing you know bass lines from you know Neil Young songs or uh you know Jerry Rafferty or something uh and so those are kind of my earliest memories and then really? um that bass man's Billy, right? Crazy yeah, horse. yeah, exactly. Billy Talbot. I think. Uh, we um. Well, did that, did, I, did, did, were they just listeners and partiers? Were they uh, music people too? Uh, you know, my mom's family is is a musical family. Her dad was a, a bass player, played stand up bass, and you know, with a lot of different uh, swing musicians and and you know, big bands uh, back in the '30s and '40s. Um, was there, was there instruments then, in the house? What's that? Was there instruments in the house, like a piano or a guitar? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was always, uh, you know, a guitar and a piano in the house growing up. My dad played guitar, and, uh, you know, we, my three sisters and I were all uh, forced to take piano lessons from a was young Was it a good age, experience or uh, bad experience? <laughs> was it good or bad experience with the piano lessons? You know, I think it was really actually very good. I had a very encouraging teacher, you know, who put up with my sort of like, you know, when I was 12 and thought that I was composing really genius, uh, genius shit, you know, and, and she would just sit there and be like, oh, man, that's really great, you know, keep up the good work. And, you know, so I, I didn't get, you know, I wasn't like scolded into like, you know, uh, shame or anything like that. So, you know, thankfully... Uh, uh, and you know, I, I always wanted to play guitar at that at that point. You know, we um, we we lived outside of San Antonio, so most of the radio that I got, you know, was Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath. Yeah, and, a lot of know, military band. living out uh, there too, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think there were only like six military bases in San Antonio at that time. So uh, you know, in the eighties, that was that was the thing. You know, Ozzy, you know, taking a leak on the Alamo. Oh yeah, and, I remember you know, that. <laughs> that was just like the most horrible thing that had happened uh, in Texas in years, as far as people were. There was concerned. a great uh, 
uh, <laughs> club there, Minutemen played called Taco Land. Oh yeah, and the Taco man was, Land. Yeah, the man you was know? murdered. Yeah, we've been there a million times, probably. And Michael's uh, Michael's old bands, I think. Uh, yeah, we used to play there quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. was it Hundred Watt Clock or uh, Hundred Watt know, Clock Car Bomb? About a year, maybe two years ago now was the first time I played San Antonio in many, many years because that hit me hard. The last time I played was Taco Land, and it was really yeah. sad. And it was nothing against the town. It's actually not that far from Austin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's changed a lot. Though, Je- Je- know, Jeff but... Smith of the Hickways brought me back, and I'm going to keep playing there more and more. I got to yeah, get back yeah. on my tour, a tour schedule. So, did you make a band in school, uh, like a garage, bedroom, basement band? Yeah, I had a I had a band with my friend Dave and uh, my friend Brandon, and we 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 you know, called ourselves a Cold War band because, you know, everything was sort of like uh, Reagan versus Gorbachev in those days. And (laughs) it was like a synthesizer. You know, it kind of sounded like Joy Division, uh, you know, uh, and and we had just discovered Spaceman 3 at that time. I I forgot to ask you, what was the first record you bought when you were a kid? Oh, man. It was probably, I was thinking about this. I, I don't know for sure, but it was probably, I'm going to say, Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Play the first uh, album record. I got. And I his nose, his nose is a little different on the cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good and healthy. It's strong. <laughs> what, what, what about the first gig you saw, Michael? Um, Christian, I'm sorry. Well, you know. The first gig I saw, I was probably 14, and my friend and I snuck with his older brothers to go see uh, Poison open for David Lee Roth in San Antonio. <laughs> and it was when, he, you know, David Lee Roth was doing the full surfboard thing, and, you know, it was C.C. DeVille versus uh, Steve Vai on, on, in the guitar wars, you know. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. But any, I should, you know, I should tell you guys um, what my first gig was. Yeah. T-Rex. Oh, man. <laughs> Why does everybody That's say that? <laughs> okay, it's October 24, 2018 yeah. edition of Wafapino yeah. Show. First hour, special guest Dallas Acid. Hold time for hour two. October 24, 2018. It's the second hour of the Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with this much now. Dallas, uh, Dallas Acid with Lara G and RG Oshanada. Uh, Jesse's Dance, also known as the Clone Parade from Mike uh, Ragnetta. Flying Floor for Flying Floor for U.S. Airways by Eli Kessler. That's brand new. Omniflux with the Bishop. Dustin Wong, brand new. Shaman Bamboo's Portfolio. Uh, brand new too from Taisha Wada and Yoshi Wada, father and son thing from France. Bottom of the sky. I think Corey's doing some of the percussion there. And then finally, white wine from Dallas Acid, which is not uh, to be confused with Austin band White Denim. I had them on a few months ago. Interesting cats. Oh, yeah. So let's let's hear the story of how Dallas Acid comes together. Well. Uh... I guess Michael and I had been messing around with uh, electronics and stuff since we, we had moved to New York together uh, with a few other dudes and at the end of 98 and, uh, you know, had probably four or five different bands kind of come and go during that period. But we were always kind of messing around with, you know, experimental recording and stuff. And then... Uh, uh, we both basically ended up back in Austin in about 2006, and I had got uh, the Little Fatty had just come out about a year before that, and I got my hands on one of those, and we had borrowed a bunch of other gear and uh, had a Hammond organ and some uh, uh, Space Echoes and, and some other delay pedals and stuff, and, and so we just kind of launched into uh, a recording project because we weren't really playing with any bands at the time. Um, and uh, we released a, a record called Odeon, I guess, in 2009. Played a few gigs, uh, but, you know, never really had enough gear or money to invest to kind of get a live thing going. And, uh, you know, after we kind of moved around to L.A. and then to New York. Uh, Whoa, L.A.? What, what, what part? You were in SoCal? Uh, yeah, we were in uh, we were in uh, basically Echo Park uh, yeah, sure. for a long time, and then uh, Santa Monica briefly, and then West Side. Uh, yeah, but you yeah. never made it to Pedro. <laughs> you never made it to Pedro. Oh yeah, no, I don't think so. But I've been, uh, I've been living here fifty-one yeah. years. I would li I'd like to we show were... you around one time when you get some time. Let me show you around. I've been here fifty-one years. Well. We'll be in touch next time. We're coming out there in a couple of months, hopefully, for a tour. So, uh, oh, that'd we'll be bitching. Yeah, I, I know people born in Pedro don't know the stuff I know about this town. I belong to the San yeah. Pedro Bay Historical Society. I want to play an evening reduction here, a part of the collaboration, okay?
So 
everybody, I'm a Vixen man. For the pink and brown, I'm doing what I can because I love the Vaudeville Vixens team. To be their mascot is my total dream. This is roller derby by some of the best. They will take you on and put you to the test. They have jammers as fast as light. The blockers keep them back and do all right. You'll see me prancing around the floor, shining it out when the Vixens score. Roller derby is a very exciting game. The Vixens win, have their share of fame. And the Dairyland Dolls hit a rink. You believe me, they have plenty of pink. Because the Vaudeville Vixens are really bad. They're the best team I've ever had. Let us see them get out and really score. It's really exciting when they hit the floor. Pink and brown going to go around. Boogie on out and get on down. Watch them scoot around the track. Look out for the pink and brown attack. I will be a Vixen man to the end. They really send me around at the bend.
Waffle Pedro Show, Evening Reduction from Dallas Acid with Laraji and RG Shinada. Uh, the Healers out of Illinois with Donahue. Amy Apps, 5050. Uh, Joe Brewer, Vixen Man. And finally, Spa Hunter. <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> you know, I imagine some guy, you know, I'm going to make a big journey to Japan and go to every onsen I can. Yeah, well, that's, uh, <laughs> we're hoping to do more like that. Remember, I didn't yeah, say so. sento, I said onsen. You get in there with the monkeys. Anyway, yeah. okay, okay, so you and Michael, it's a two-piece band, and you're basically doing recordings because it's hard to do gigs. You ain't got the stuff. Yeah. You know You know what's so interesting, good. though? What's interesting is all three of you, Linda included, said you wanted to play guitar, but, like, you guys all abandoned? Yeah, we all just kind of abandoned guitar around the same time, okay. I guess. You That's know? okay. Uh, yeah. It's okay. But, uh, you know, for the first time, we were, we were really just able to explore, uh, you know, these modular synthesizers sure, and, sure. and 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 kind of keyboards from a new perspective, you know, not from a taking piano lessons and having to learn this and that, but uh, just, you know. Uh, and and we we ended up back in New York, and and we were basically kind of living in our practice space uh, in this one building. And Linda had a uh, her band had a practice space down the hall, and uh, we just started jamming. And you know, we felt like with Linda's vocals and and percussion that it had that missing element. You know, that we never really had before uh, that just made it you know a more interesting dynamic for sure and just added so much so uh, and that was probably around what 2014 15 I think 2014 you know yeah. the stuff you were doing in Texas did you call it Dallas acid yeah, we we called it Dallas Acid, and then it, it was also just called DA for a lot of uh, shows. Where'd that name just, come from, Christian? Uh, well, <laughs> it was just kind of a dumb inside joke uh, for me and Michael that uh, goes back to uh, an incident in Dallas uh, <laughs> when we were uh, when we were kids, and uh, you know, hanging out in uh, Deep Ellum, uh, essentially. Uh, when we were probably too young and, and naive to be there. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to say Dealey, Dealey Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was interested because, you know, Dallas is a, a regular stop for me on tour. I'm there all the time. And, like, you're talking San Antonio and Austin, but I was just... Yeah, yeah but you guys, of course, t Texas people, uh, I-35, I-10, they, they travel around to different towns. Why not? We do it in California. Me too. Yeah. Interesting. And Dallas has been really good to us. Uh, you know, uh, we uh, there's a great uh, uh, deal that they do called the the Dallas Ambient Music Night or DAM, uh -huh. uh, and they put on some great uh, experimental electronic and uh, ambient bands uh, all over Dallas. We got to recently recently play the uh, the Texas Theater, which was where uh, you know. Uh, uh, Oswald was hanging out right before they arrested him, I guess. I think he was arrested in there. Or, yeah, arrested there, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, people, a lot of people don't know that right next door in Fort Worth, that's where the Caravan of Dreams, Mr. Ornette Coleman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ornette so, Coleman, yeah. You know, people get well, weird uh, stereotypes in their mind. They should get that out the way because there's all yeah. kinds of good stuff everywhere. There's weird stuff, too. 
What about, well, can you tell me the first gig where all three of you played together? Was it there in New York City? I think our first gig as a three-piece was, yeah, at Hotel Vegas in, in Austin. And we were... Uh, okay, so you're practicing in New York City, but you, you tell Linda, hey, we got a gig in Austin? <laughs> well, I, I, had, I had moved back to Austin sort of in that time, and they were planning on moving a few months later. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, we just kind of practiced for a while, and then... Uh, once everybody got here, we played a show almost so you, immediately. You guys were you guys were practicing in New York City, but you actually didn't first play there together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, technically, I guess we're an Austin band since uh, <laughs> yeah. we were kind of born on stage that night. Uh, and what and, pad was it? <laughs> What's that? What pad was it? What pad? Yeah, in Austin. Oh, uh, it was at the uh, it was at the Hotel Vegas. Oh, over on yeah, you East said that. Street. I'm sorry. And uh, what was it like? Because I'm always interested about the first gig, you know. Yeah, it was it was interesting because uh, yeah, I think we uh, we opened for uh, maybe Christian Bland and the Revelators, oh, you wow. know, sort of a a very uh, loud psych band. And I think I can't remember who was uh, who was before us, but I think it, you know it, it was it was an odd billing, you know. That's okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, oh I, we did have, I, you know, people, <laughs> like, sort of on the street looking in through the windows, like, what is going on in there? What is that noise? Because, yeah, we uh, we didn't really have – we had one song at that point and had to pretty much fill up the entire, you know, 35-minute <laughs> thing with basically one song. So there was a lot of uh, strange experimentation going on. And also, we had gone into the show thinking, like, well, everybody is probably going to walk out. <laughs> and, and but but they, you guys were basically improvising some, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a few, you know, agreed upon things going into it. But, you know, sometimes when you get on stage, you forget about all those things that you agreed oh, on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it just turns into something else. I, I know that. Believe you me. <laughs> I remember this one time. It was one of Nels's uh, New Music Mondays uh, near Santa Monica, right near the border. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Alligator Lounge. And it was such a fucking bunch of noise, and I thought it was abusing the listeners and the gig goers so much, I could see my truck out the front hatch. And it wasn't my amp and shit, so I just unplugged, and I, I bowled. That <laughs> 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 might, might have been kind of lame, but I just Holy felt crap. like I was part of some kind of torture committee and I didn't want to be part of it. Yeah. No, Look, I we're at the that... end of the second hour. October 24, 2018 edition of Show. Special guest, Dallas Acid. Hold tight for hour three. October 24, 2018. It's the third hour of the Watt for Show.
Hey man, did you ever contemplate a thought of making love right here, right now?
Watford Pedro Show start off the third hour with Dallas Acid doing 29 Palms, which is a little town on the I-10 in the, in the, <laughs> the Mojave. Have <laughs> you ever heard people call it the Mojave? Like I was out yeah. going through the Mojave on my way to La Jala, and all I had a chow was uh, jalapenos, <laughs> fry joles, <laughs> tortillas. <laughs> okay. Enough of that one. The Emperor's Ice Cream out of England with Can I Lie Down in the Snow? Maya and the Revolutionary Hell Yeah with Sex Song uh, from Up the City. Rob Nug, Gold State. Bullets or Balloons, Three Chances. That's a short one there. I think they're Spokane. Have you ever played in Spokane? Spokane? No. no. Never played in Spokane. Okay, yeah. you will because of the tour route. If you want to get from Seattle to Boise, you know why you play Spokane. But they're, they have a oh, very yeah. charming nickname. Well, there's actually, I found there's two endearments that they call the town. It's either uh, Spokanistan or <laughs> Methlehem. <laughs> little town of Methlehem. <laughs> little town of Methlehem. <laughs> you know, 20, 30 years late, but it still comes around, you know. Cap Gun oh, Coup yeah. with Dead is God. And finally, Kelper. Dallas Acid. Now, Kelper, people, that's Pedro slang. And we, Actually, it's foundation kind of seaweed off the coast. Actually, when I came here from Virginia, there was none because Monsanto was dumping DDT off the thing here. Straight <laughs> shit. Yeah, it was terrible. No pelicans yeah. or condors because the eggs too... No peregrine falcons because uh, eggs shells too skinny. And anyway, they yeah. stopped that and so the kelp came back. But a kelper, one time, uh, first time we played in England, Black Flag took the Minuteman and we were going to see the bass player of the pop group start a new band. So there was one day off and we were going to go see him at the marquee. And we're uh, hobbling down the sidewalk and me and Dee Boone are kind of behind and Hold it a second. I mean, this guy lost maybe one, one and a half stride, and he laid out a turd. I mean, it was nighttime right as dark, so nobody saw this, really. But it must have been like three three feet long, and it looked like a big kelp. So we, we always called them kelpers, because Dee Boone loves spirulina. And, so thank you for calling a song that. Actually, yeah, I don't know why it's called uh, seaweed, because the stuff is really good for you. It's got a lot of good shit. If you get into Asia, Chow, they ain't afraid of it. Nori and that Very stuff. Healthy. Kaiso, Kombu. Yeah. I think Kombu yeah. is, is, is kelp over there. Uh, so, look, this, this, uh, you already told me about how the collaboration came about. That's bitching. Just by playing a gig and then the next day doing it. I've done stuff yeah. like that. Isn't that trippy how that happens? It's the spontaneity. Yeah. That's one thing that can really connect us with, like, the John Coltrane uh, days of bebop, where you just jam with people. Exactly. You don't know what you're doing going in. Uh, you know, he plays one thing. I said, I think he's going to be a G major. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was uh, G major. Only one. Uh, only one black key. Right. What's that? Only one black oh, yeah, key. Yeah. G major. One black. Key See, major. <laughs> you know, the movement has taught me some musical things. What about this uh, song, Punic Wars? Are you guys into history? Yeah, you know, that song... Because I'm wondering was, if, if which one, because there was actually two I, of them, right? Right. I think there were a few uh, wars between uh, Rome and Carthage, basically, yeah, I guess, yeah, is what yeah. that, that refers to. And The and famous song, one is uh, Hannibal. Yeah, this and, and that was sort of what we felt like. The rhythm of this song sounded like Hannibal trying to cross the Alps in, with elephants. He you did know, it. He so did it. And, 
and heavy and almost clumsy at times. And and that was that's kind of where that name came from. I, I you know I did a little uh, studies. Uh, you know I went to UT for a few years and and took some classics courses and uh, you know kind of studied a lot of that stuff. Yeah, do you a lot of it's left uh, my mind, uh, you know, in the time since then. But uh, yeah, that's okay. That D, was, D, uh, D Boone that, loved history. Oh, I tell you, D Boone, he's the one who oh, got yeah. me into history. Yeah. Besides that, yeah, a set of world book encyclopedia. My mom got me when I was a boy. Uh, but anyway, let's listen to Punic War.
Sometimes you give up, float down to the bottom. Where the leaves pile up with empty cans and bottles. Just another rock and roll escape beatbox turtle. Growing stronger in the dark, waiting for a little spark. Sometimes you let go, float out to the jetty. Watch the surfers stand and drop, face down in the foamies. Rumors of an impressive shark, proceed the evening and the dark. On the beach there is a fire, shooting sparks and never tires.
Okay. Given what's been going on, but absolutely, absolutely, especially with the technology too, you do get a strange whim. Oh, yeah. Okay, so That's that right. was Punic Wars, people. Dallas Acid, last music for this edition. Uh, David Gerard after that with Intergalactic Static out of Massachusetts. Mold Omen out of Baltimore with I Am Waiting. Dan Jones out of Kansas City, Missouri. Love is the director. And finally, the orgy in San Felipe, Dallas Acid. Yeah. What, was there, what went on in San Felipe? Oh. You know, we really don't know where that came from, uh, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, but we were just doing this song, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things where we had been working for eight hours and probably had a few bottles of wine in the process. And, uh, yeah, uh, I don't even remember who who said... No, but Christian, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm interested in the process. How does Dallas Acid come up with their compositions? A couple of different ways, you know, a lot of times it's just the old-fashioned way where somebody has a tune in their head or a melody and we just kind of work something around that. But more and more, uh, our primary method of working has become using this uh, giant modular uh, synthesizer uh, that Michael uh, has built that we call the brain. Uh, and, and it's got, you know... I don't know how many steps of sequencing in it, but uh, we've, we've really started writing most of our songs uh, on this uh, particular piece of equipment, uh, just getting all the, the sequences down first. And then... Uh, but it's a collaboration. But, uh, does somebody go first or what? Everybody just jumps in with beats? Or? Uh, you know, it depends. I mean, sometimes it's like... Uh, Michael you, Michael comes up with a lot of the stuff... Uh, you know, just through experimentation. And then, you know, we all kind of uh, say, how can we sort of like manipulate it to do this? And, so he's and, like the provoker, and then you guys react and, and right, assist. Right. And, eight, eight in a bed, I should say. The provoker. I think the brain's the provoker. I yeah. kind of plug things in, <laughs> yeah. and then it spits out something that I would have never played before. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. The randomized. Just do what the machinery tells us. You know? When Doctor Who wanted to escape from uh, some clown, he used the randomizer because he didn't want to know oh, where yeah. he was going either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And so the TARDIS, the TARDIS makes a lot of our decisions for us. So, you know, and, and we just do our best to, to keep it happy and keep it fed. What's your media uh, plans? Well, immediately we are uh, we've got to finish uh, a new record that we're hoping to have out in you know February or maybe March. Uh, at this point, um, it's tentatively called the Spiral Arm, and uh, you know it, it's kind of a I'd say a continuation of some of the Spa Hunter uh, uh, style of of music, where we're we're doing shorter, sort of more, uh, I guess structurally traditional kind of music uh you know but kind of stretched and morphed and and twisted around in certain parts but uh you know i think there's some some catchy hits on it uh as well as some some pretty deep space uh exploration with uh you know a lot of the sounds and stuff that we're 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 using what, what about uh, the old the old synths the old fat poly, uh, mono synths because I'm a big oh, yeah. fan of uh, Black Moth Super Rainbow. I'm going to go see him Friday. And uh, oh, it's, it seems like a good comeback. Yeah, some Pittsburgh cat named uh, Mr. Tom that I dig. 
yeah, yeah. There's some great synth music out of Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, uh, that zombie band, if you've, if you've never checked them out, are, are really good as, as well. Um, but yeah, we were we were lucky enough to to be able to use a lot of old vintage uh, synthesizers that a friend of ours lent to us. You know, some old uh, ARP Omni stuff that you know, like Joy Division and New Order was using for that string sound, and uh, you know, an ARP uh, twenty six hundred. Um, got to use a uh, a uh, a Matrix twelve and. Uh, Oh, and Brian Perry's organ. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian I Perry's organ. But, yeah, yeah, the same uh, the same organ that Brian Perry uh, uses. Uh, well, in addition to you. <laughs> oh, no, where, where can people yeah. find you on the internet? DallasAcid.com will take you to pretty much uh, oh, everything. Uh, there's links there to. You got that, you know, people? D A L L A S A C I D.com. It's like their very own fanzine. You don't have to go to Shitter or Fake Look or Instant Ham. Go right to their little yeah. fanzine there. And one final thing i got to ask you guys. Young people getting into this, what's your advice? Oh, man, I would say just, uh, you know, get yourself uh, any kind of recording device, uh, maybe one effect pedal and, and a keyboard that you really love the sound of and just start recording. <laughs> just do as much stuff as you can, and then the whole live thing will sort it out itself out eventually. You'll, you'll what about, what about you, Michael? <laughs> what about you, Michael? Uh, just pick up an instrument. If you don't have one, just sing. I don't have to get but a keyboard. You, can I stay on bass? What's that? Can I stay on bass? Oh, please. Okay. Please do. <laughs> what, what about you, Linda? Oh, I mean, gosh, just uh, be creative. Make your own drum kit and... You know, play more gongs. <laughs> <laughs> All three, three of you, righteous advice, and I love your music. Please keep on keeping on. Big honor for me to have you on the show. Okay, big honor. People, it's been the October twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen edition of Watford Peter Show. Special guest Dallas Acid. Keep your powder dry. <laughs> <laughs>